At Alina Health, we care about your health and wellness. Learn how Alina Health provides care that can benefit you in this edition of The Wellcast. Now here's your host, Melanie Cole. Just like the rest of your body, your brain needs the right exercises to perform well. Studies show a strong link between regular exercise and a boost in verbal memory and learning. My guest today is Gail Erickson. She's a physical therapist with the Penny George Institute's Live Well Fitness Center. Welcome to the show, Gail. So exercise and the brain, people think of the brain as not something that benefits from exercise. So speak about how that works. Um, yeah, well, there's there's quite a few benefits to the brain, both um, directly and and indirectly from exercise. They used to think that the brain, the, the neurons, we didn't ever gain any more neurons. Our brains inevitably would shrink as we aged, and there was no way to change that course. And now they're finding that that is not true. Um, so directly, exercise obviously brings more oxygen and blood flow to the brain. And at the cellular level, they're finding that there is a protein that helps to increase your neuron growth and activates more neuron growth, and especially in, an, in the area of the brain called hippocampus, which is our main piece of our brain that helps us with memory and new learning. Um, so, yeah, there's really great, there's great evidence out there and lots of ways that it can help your brain. So when we think of exercise, you know, people have heard about brain games, and then they think of regular formalized exercise. So let's start with the regular formalized exercise. Are we talking about all kinds of cardiovascular specifically or weight training and yoga? Because some people say, you know, yoga meditation that can help. Tell us what kinds of exercises you're talking about. Right. Um, you know, what they're finding currently in in the research is that it is mostly, you're mostly going to get the effects of new brain cell development with sustained aerobic activity. So anything that gets your heart pumping from, you know, walking to riding your bike um, for as little as 20 minutes a day, even better, 30 minutes a day, seven days a week is great. Um, Strength training hasn't been really found to have those effects on the brain. Because um, typically you're you're not going to have a sustained heart rate during that time. So anything that gets you moving is going to affect your brain. So if the American College of Sports Medicine and other organizations are recommending 150 minutes a week of cardiovascular sustained exercise, which can be broken up, Gail, like like they say into 10 minute increments and such. Are those then just as good for the brain if we break them up? Or is this the, uh, a little caveat to that 150 minutes a week where it should be a sustained 45 minutes kind of thing? You know, I don't know if they know for sure at this point. Um, you know, for most people, I would just say you just, you just need to move, you know. And, and if it's for 10 minutes, if it's for 20 minutes, if you can do it for 30 minutes, and if you can do it every day, the more the better especially as you age. They have found that, you know, in the elderly population being maybe 60 and over, if you can keep moving, you're going to prevent some of that um, brain shrinkage that comes with normal aging. Um, You're also going to help with um, mood, with depression, with decreasing stress, improving your sleep. So, you know, I, at this point, I would just say you just need to move. 
and the more you move, the better. So now we've talked about how much exercise is needed, what type of exercise, you know, how it really benefits the brain. Now people hear about these brain games. There's even ones you can do online. There's ones that you can do all over the place. Are these proven to help the brain cells as well and even possibly help to not prevent, but maybe even delay some kinds of brain disorders, Alzheimer's, dementia, things like that? You know, I think there's a little bit of research out there um, that it it can help more in the short term. It's they're having trouble linking that to any real long term changes, and they're not finding that there's actual physical changes in the brain. Whereas exercise, they can do MRIs and do different things, and they can see that yes, there are actual increases in that hippocampus in your brain. They're not necessarily seeing that with brain games. Um, and it's hard to tell sometimes if those types of games are helping people in real life with their functioning, or do they, do they, you know, if you work on, um, say math games or does that transfer into anything else? So it also might contribute if you're doing a lot of brain games in, in my thought is that it's going to lead to probably more isolation because you're probably doing these things alone and probably contributing to more sitting. Um, interesting point. So, That's an interesting point. But would people want to know what type of games? Yeah, boy. I mean, there's so many of them out there. I, I wouldn't be able to give you an idea of what the best kind of games are. Um, if, they, if they're games that have activity involved with them, you know, I, even something like the Wii, because you might be learning some new movement pattern and you have to think about it. That's what they say about exercise as well. That you're going to get better brain effects if it's something where you have to you have to move and you have to think. Dancing is a great a, a great option, you know. Or if you take dance lessons, something like that, you you're learning something new and you're moving. Well, and so and that's what's so important is that people hear all of this and they want to do what's right for their brains. So really wrap it up, Gail. I mean, you're a physical therapist, so you work with all types you know, all parts of the body and the brain being a muscle, which people don't really think about and the heart as well. So tell people what you want them to know about brain health and, and even, you know, feeding their brain nutritionally, eating foods that are full of antioxidants and that are, you know, getting enough hydration. All of these things go together to help us think a little bit clearer. So wrap it up for us. Yeah, I mean, you you kind of put it all out there. It's, it's all the things that people know they should do. Um, as far as, you know, eating better, trying to cut out as much sugar as you can out of your diet, um, and, and moving, making those excuses to move as, as most often as you can. Um, it's going to help affect your, both your muscles, your muscle strength, your endurance, your learning capability, your memory capability, um, help you sleep better. You know, there's just, there's so many reasons to move and probably fewer reasons not to, but we have to get around those. <laughs> and you know what they say. I mean, the American College of Sports Medicine does say exercise is medicine. Absolutely. And in this case, it's actually brain medicine. And thank you so much, Gail, for being with us today. It's really great information. You're listening to The Wellcast with Alina Health. And for more information, you can go to alinahealth.org. That's alinahealth.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.